Hey everybody, this is Jim Peterick, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, thank you for joining me for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 675 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, have we got a show for you. We have Jim Peterick, who is in the band The Ides of March. He was also the co-founder of Survivor. He had hit songs like Vehicle, Eye of the Tiger, The Search is Over, High on You, Hold On Loosely, he wrote for 38 Special. All those songs he co-wrote, wrote, whatever. And he also won a Grammy and was nominated for an Oscar. Jim Peterick is going to be coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun, so get ready for that. Hold on to your hats on that one. And he's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So get ready. And want to let you know that the uh, On Screen and Beyond contest for, for the crossword puzzle is up. And you can just go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Click, uh, you know, when you get to the opening up on the first page, you're going to see it right there. Uh, it'll say download the crossword puzzle here. Just click that button and uh, you can see it, but it's small right now on the website. But when you click that, it just opens it up in a PDF and you got a, you know, great big thing that you can look at. You can uh, then turn around and uh, either just answer the questions as they would fit into the, uh, you know, the actual a crossword puzzle, and you have to answer them exactly. And you can turn around and print it and fill it in either way you want. Then you can take a picture of it and send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. That's where you send the answers. And then all the people who give the correct answers will turn around, be put into a drawing, and we're going to be giving away a uh, On Screen and Beyond embroidered hat. Now, these are nice hats, you know. They're embroidered and everything with the On Screen and Beyond new logo, so uh, you can get that. Uh, or we'll give you an option. If you'd rather have a coffee mug, you can do that. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's, it's up to you. So yeah, that's uh, what you got to do. And all the instructions and rules and everything are posted on the front page of onscreenandbeyond.com. Tells you when the contest is running. We get uh, It's into April, so you got time because uh, uh, what each, each question has at the beginning, the episode that you will find the answer to and who the person is. So you can just cross-reference and you know go back in the archives, uh, reruns of On Screen and Beyond, the past episodes, and listen to those episodes. You get all the answers okay so uh that's what you got to do to uh you know or if you're you know if you're really smart and you know these things <laughs> then you can just answer them that way but uh any way you want to do it that's what you do you send it to us and uh you know uh, somebody sent me an email I wanted to mention that, that uh, and they said, you know, you never mentioned your team. Well, the team is made up of me, myself, and I. <laughs> That's the team here at On Screen and Beyond. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I do the actual show here, and, uh, uh, you know, me, I, I, I get all the people to be on the show and myself uh, I do all the editing and everything so uh, you know that's 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 the crew here so 
if you want to uh, you know wonder what's going on behind the scenes that's it it's me myself and I so anyways uh, if uh, you want to check that out about the crossword puzzle on screen and beyond.com is where you got to go and uh, we got a lot of fun it, you get these uh, questions and see what you can do with answering them get yourself an on screen and beyond hat or coffee mug and uh, it, uh, like you say it goes till April um, off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly, but it's on onscreenandbeyond.com. You can find that answer. So I've been doing interviews every single day, it seems like, and we've got some amazing guests coming your way, uh, along with Jim Peterick, who's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So, uh, you know, just you, you got to hold on to your hat because uh, we, we've got some amazing guests, and I think you're going to enjoy it. And uh, we've uh, just been going crazy here, <laughs> trying to keep up with everything. And let's see, what else? I think that we should get into all the different things coming your way as far as remakes, sequels, and prequels. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake, sequels, and prequels. It looks like Saving Bikini Bottom, the Sandy Cheeks movie, will be coming our way as Sandy and SpongeBob SquarePants Go to Texas to save a town. An Ultraman returns this summer in Ultraman Rising to fight a monster who attacks Tokyo. And Donnie Yen will star in a remake of the 70s TV show Kung Fu. And Millie Alcock of the first season of House of Dragons uh, will be playing the role of Supergirl in the new DC Universe. And a Dogman movie based on the Captain Underpants books will come out our way in 2025. And that's it for remake sequels and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Pamela Anderson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dave Bautista, uh, Billy Lords and Brenda Song will star in The Last Showgirl with director Gia Coppola. And March 15th, Michael Keaton will direct and star in Knox Goes Away. It'll also have Al Pacino, James Marsden, and Marsha Gray Harden in the film. And looks like on May 9th, Brooke Shields and Miranda Cosgrove will star in Mother of the Bride on Netflix. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Movies on TV and DVD and streaming. It looks like February 13th, Gomer Pyle, USMC, the complete series, marches onto Blu-ray. The Man from UNCLE, the complete series, repackaged, sneaks onto DVD on March 5th. Smallville, the complete series, flies on to Blu-ray on February 25th. And on February 20th, Voyagers, the complete series, goes to DVD. And February 23rd, Wolfpack, season one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, crawls on to Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. Hi, this is Mike Farrell. You're listening to On Screen and Beyond. TV and entertainment time. Goosebumps has been renewed for a second season on Disney+. And The Golden Bachelorette 
will appear on ABC this fall. Now, that's no surprise because the the Golden Bachelor was such a big hit. And uh, also, the regular Bachelorette will return this summer. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to be sitting down and chatting with Jim Peterick right here on On Screen and Beyond. He was a co-founder of the bands The Ides of March and Survivor, and he co-wrote the hits Vehicle, Eye of the Tiger, uh, The Search is Over. It just goes on and on. There's just so many this guy has written, and he's an amazing guest. Jim Peterick is coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is a musician who was the co-founder of the group The Ides of March, known for their 70s hit vehicle. He also co-founded the band Survivor, in which he co-wrote the hit songs Eye of the Tiger, The Search is Over, High on You, I Can't Hold Back, and Burning Heart. He also co-wrote hit songs for other bands, including Hold On Loosely and Caught Up in You for 38 Special and many other songs. It's Jim Peterick. Jim, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, man, when you mentioned those hits, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I did those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jim, you were like the Energizer Bunny. You just keep writing and writing and writing and getting hit after hit after hit. And and I mean, they're, they're Oscar nomination songs, they're Grammy winners. It's incredible. Yeah, it it's been a blessing, you know, the harder you work, the, the better you get at it. Um, you know, starting with the eyes of March, you know, I was 15 when we had our first hit record. You wouldn't listen. Then number 42 on the billboard charts, number seven in Chicago. And, um, I mean, it was just a very simple. I told you he was a fool. You I mean, we were kids, you know, but once you get a taste of success, it's not like we were driven to make money. No, we just loved to play for an audience. And it was very rewarding when a record actually sold and then we're on tour and uh, it was just a a great journey. Yeah. Now, the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio, how, how did you feel? Oh, man. Well, the most significant one was when Vehicle came out. And we we had a show on, uh, like, a Friday, and the bar was buzzing. Just heard your song on the radio. I go, get out of town. No, 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 no. And no, really, I just heard your song with the horns. And anyway, I didn't believe it. And the next day, I'm going down I-55 towards St. Louis for something, and Art Robertson, WLS, WLS says, new from the Ides of March vehicle. Oh, and I floored that car. I must have been going 90 miles an hour down I-55. Still one of the biggest thrills of my life. I mean, I've had a lot of hits, but that, that one was the first time that I had that kind of reaction. The whole band did. Mm-hmm. And we celebrated that night. Yeah. And and the opening of that song, I mean, it just bang, it just hits you right off the bat. I, I know the brass thing. You know, we were very influenced by 
the soul bands. I feel good. You know, that was even before like Blood, Sweat and Tears and Al Cooper and all that. But we already had uh, a, a two piece brass section, two trumpets. But once uh, BS&T came out, we were very influenced by that. We had added a saxophone, and that became that big Ides brass sound that you hear on vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you talk about uh, blood, sweat, and tears being an inspiration. But when you before you even started, you know, getting into the business, what inspired you to become a musician, and who inspired you? <laughs> yeah, well, Elvis Presley uh, loomed large. You know, I'm 73. My sisters, though, were quite a bit older than me. I was like the surprise baby. Um, and uh, and they would be watching, you know, the Ed Sullivan show and Steve Allen. And there was this group. That, and Elvis Presley came on. And I remember one time he was filmed only from the waist up because mm-hmm. he was too suggestive. <laughs> the waist down, you know. Anyway, I love Presley. I'm like five years old, you know, and I have a ukulele and and I put uh, my mother put masking tape that said Elvis on the uke, you know, I mean, that's how big a fan I was. Uh, So Elvis was so pivotal and that took me really basically up to the Beatles, you know, I've heard of those guys. (laughs) Yeah. They they might, they might make it someday. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and that, that was seismic, you know, and uh, we were in the Ides of March. We were called the Shondells at the time, but we had to change our name because Tommy James and the Shondells, what are the odds that we both were called the Shondells? Uh, I called I called our band the Shondells because of Troy Shondell. This time we're really breaking up. You know, that was Troy Shondell. Cool name. But uh, fortunately, Tommy James must have heard the song, too. So... We were in high school, uh, and we went to this, um, you know, concert, and we're sitting in the lab, standing in the lobby, and Bob Berglund says, we need a new name. And Bob Berglund, our bass player, said, you know, I'm reading Julius Caesar, and look at this phrase here, beware the Ides of March. And we go, holy, that's way better than the Shondells. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And immediately we changed our name. We had the record company repress our record, which said the Shondells, and you wouldn't listen. Came out as yeah, wow. the Ides of March. Hmm. Now at fifteen, you're having a hit r- record on the radio. How are they treating you in school at that point? Oh my God! Suddenly, those cheerleaders that wouldn't talk to us—you <laughs> know—they had a section of the, the cafeteria. It was like a, a a raid session. We called it the stage, and only the cool jocks and cheerleaders could sit there. Uh, you know how the hierarchy of high school is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that song went number one, and suddenly the cheerleaders go, why don't you sit on stage with us? And we go, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're no fools. So, uh, yeah, it was a big deal in high school, and I was uh, awarded like boy of the year or something at the end, and, yeah, nothing succeeds like success, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, how did the Ides of March start? I mean, did, it was all you guys from from high school just getting together? Wow, this is really goes uh, back, Brian. Uh, actually, it goes back to third grade. And it, 
I was I was I went to Piper School, and there was a, another uh, fellow named Bob Berglund. He was one year older, and Larry Millis was one year older. Bob Berglund and I were in Cub Scouts together. <laughs> later on, in Boy Scouts together, Larry uh, was just a good friend, and um, we and Bob Berglund and I used to perform at PTA meetings. You know what that is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Parent Teachers Association meetings. And we did things like stew ball and, uh, you know, the, uh, these really corny songs because we didn't have any originals at the time. But I, I was fast friends with Larry and Bob. And then and Mike, Mike Borch, he's two years older than me and still is. Uh, and he played cymbals and drums in the grade school band, then later in the high school band. So we've been together as a unit really since way back, but officially... 1964 is when we got together. So that makes this year we're celebrating 60 years together as a band. Uh, and if I could just go take an aside there, because we're really excited about it. March 15th, uh, we have a, a big concert uh, at the North Center in St. Charles, Illinois. Uh, the original four, and of course, Scott May, the newbie in the band who's been with us for, for uh, 33 years. Uh, and the, the great Ides of March Brass we're playing with Symphony at the Norris Center wow. uh, on March 15th. So we're really looking forward to that. Wow. Now, what do you attain for the, uh, you know, the longevity of the, you know, the same band members staying together when, you know, so, there aren't many that stay around that long together. You know, they break up or anything. But, uh, you know, how, how has this uh, happened? Well, I think we set a record. Uh, but, uh, but there was a break, uh, not a break, but a you know, in 73, uh, I decided, well, guys, I want to explore other, you know, frontiers, so to speak. And uh, and I did a solo album called Jim Peterick, Don't Fight the Feeling in 76 uh, on Epic Records, which kind of went nowhere. But um, there was, you know, it it was OK. And it put me on the road with Boston. I remember the first show I did with Boston it was their second show, and I literally had to push Brad Delp out on stage because he was so nervous. I said, get out there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these, these memories. But then I got pneumonia, and I had to take, like, almost a year off, and that's when I started scheming this super group, uh, originally called the Jim Peterick Band, but I started calling people uh, that – I really valued as musicians uh, like Dave Bickler. Uh, he's the fellow with the beret who famously sang Eye of the Tiger. Mm -hmm. And uh, Frankie Sullivan, who is his hotshot guitarist with a group called Mariah, which I wrote three songs for their United Artists album. And then I, I uh, recruited Dennis Johnson, who was playing bass with Chase, and Gary Smith, who was playing drums with Chase. But... Chase's plane went down, and they were at loose ends, tragically. So that was the first incarnation of Survivor. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty soon I realized, we all realized that this wasn't the Jim Peterick band anymore because Dave Bickler was the focus. I was on keyboards and writing or co-writing all the songs, but it became a, the group. I came up with this name called Survivor. Because on the Jim Peterick solo album, Don't Fight the Feeling, the first line by Jim Charney of Epic said, Jim Peterick is a survivor. And hell, I was 
a young kid, but I had, you know, what he meant by that was the Ides of March and on the road and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's how we got that name. How did you get involved with the Rocky films? I mean, you know, did you call up Sylvester and say, hey, <laughs> we got a song for you? <laughs> Not really, um, but it was a great, a great story and, and a real pivotal moment in my life. I was, you know, doing some shopping. I was living in, in LaGrange at the time, and I got home when I had this answering machine, you know, the one with the cassette in it. And mm-hmm. uh, I heard a couple of messages, one from my buddy Steve Salzman and one from my sister. And then, then I heard, hey, yo, Jim, that's a nice answering machine you got there. Give me a call. It's Sylvester Stallone. And I'm going, yeah, right. I keep, <laughs> I keep sorting mail, you know. And God bless my wife because she said, Jim, that could have been Stallone. You better call him back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a 213 area code. Good sign. You know, so I dial up the number and um, he answers. Yo, yeah. <laughs> good start. You know, I, I said, this is Jim Peterick. Are you really Sylvester Stallone? He says, yeah, Jimbo, call me Sly, you know. <laughs> so here I am calling my hero Sly, you know, and I got comfortable real quick. I go, so what's going on, Sly? You know, he goes, I got this new movie called Rocky Three. I don't want to use that going to fly now song. It's a good song, you know, but I want something for the kids, something with a pulse. Can you help me out? I said, hell yeah. You know, he said, I'm, I'm going to send you a rough cut of the movie, and I want you to write an anthem that's going to outlive you and me. And mm-hmm. I said, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so FedEx comes to uh, two days later, and I had, to write a, uh, I had to rent a Betamax Pro machine to put this giant cassette in. And um, you know, I called Frankie over, uh, Frankie Sullivan over to, to watch it. And, um, you know, it was, it was life-changing. You know, it's funny, though, because when we watched it, where I had the tiger ended up eventually, it was another one bites the dust by Queen. And I called Sly and I go, Sly, you already got a song, you know, another one bites the dust. He goes, Oh yeah, I couldn't get, I couldn't get Queen's permission. You got to write me a new one. <laughs> okay. Got it. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, so um, we're watching the movie and I, I had a, a guitar around my neck and I just, I was catching that pulse, you know, and I just started going, you know, like that. And I'm watching the punches being thrown, right? And I just go. Wait for the punch. Et cetera, et cetera. Wow. And I'm holy mackerel. This could be big. So I was a big jogger at the time. And uh, as I was jogging uh, around the neighborhood of LaGrange, Illinois, where, where I used to live, I'm writing down lyrics. You know, Frankie actually came up with the first seed idea. No music. But he said, back on the street, doing time, taking chances. And I really liked that. So I was working off that. And I said, wait a minute. How about this? Rising up. Back on the street, did my time, took my chances, went the distance. Now I'm not going to stop. Just a man in his will to survive. And then 
Eye of the Tiger, if we didn't call it Eye of the Tiger, we'd be idiots, you know? <laughs> uh, what a great hook that uh, Stallone never asked for credit. Uh, he, oh, no, no, that's just a phrase I use. You know, you keep, great, thank you, Sly. And, uh, you know, as soon as we wrote that chorus, Eye of the Tiger, it's the threat of the fight. Oh my God, this is, this might be huge. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Jeez. Hi, this is Casey of Casey and the Sunshine Band, and I'm on screen and beyond. So now you have that one, humongous. It's going to live forever. I mean, it's one of those songs. Uh, yeah. Then he brings you back again for Rocky Three. Rocky Four, yeah. Four, I mean, four, yeah. Yeah, he sure did. And we were on the road at the time with REO Speedwagon, dear friends of, of, of ours still to this day, uh, Kevin Cronin and I. Anyway, we were on the road with them, and we get a call from Stallone, and Frankie and I are sitting by the pool, you know, getting some sun, and and he called, hey, yo, guys, you got to do it again, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, How do you match that? <laughs> I know, I know. And by this time, we had changed singers. Dave Bickler left the band for um, throat reasons, and we replaced him with this great singer named Jimmy Jameson, who became the second voice of Survivor all the way to the end, you know. And um, so this time, we weren't able to work with the film, but he sent us the script to the next town, and we, we we read the script and we go, oh, this is going to be huge, you know. And we uh, had the roadies take out the Wurlitzer piano, put it in a hotel suite, and Frankie and I wrote uh, Burning Heart. Wow. Gee, just, it, it's just incredible how you get these things come to you like that. And uh, it's just, uh, just amazing. Now, you've worked with a lot of different people. But one thing I noticed that when I was doing the research is you were actually a guest security guard. <laughs> on the Jerry Springer show? Guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah. What was that experience uh, like? Well, I was pretty much a big uh, Jerry Springer fan. I mean, he, he was so absurd and so camp that you just had to love him. And I got an invitation from his producer. You know, why don't you come on and be the security guard? Uh, and I remember uh, he, my wife came and she said in the front row, and I stood there very sternly, and everybody remembers this this bit because what is Peterick doing on the Jerry Springer show? You know, but it was an iconic moment; I'll never forget it. And he was such a great guy in person. I mean, when I met him, you don't find better guys. Yeah, yeah. Now, did they play Eye of the Tiger? You know, when when you were trying to stop the people from fighting each other? Of, of course. <laughs> that was the whole gimmick, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, you guys are continuing to play uh, Ides of March, still out there, uh, yeah. playing you know, concerts and things. And you also do a Cornerstones of Rock, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, that's coming up uh, the 24th of February. Uh, Cornerstones of Rock is one of my favorite shows because it's all the guys that we grew up with in Chicago, the Chicago scene. Uh, the Shadows of Night, the Buckinghams, of course, New County Six, Crying Shames, uh, of course, the Ides of March. Uh, 
Sadly, we're, we're losing a couple of cornerstones. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Sands passed away about uh, two years ago, the incredible singer of Oh Yeah and Gloria with the Shadows of Night. But we have a, a guy named Dan Buck, who's a great singer, and he comes up and does the heck out of the, the Jimmy Sands stuff. And it's a, just a great show. And the Buckinghams, they have a set of their own because they have so many hits. Mm. And we come at, at, on... At the end, with the let me shape me any way you want me, as long as you love me, it's all right. You know, and uh, it's a great night of music. Wow, I can imagine. I mean, it's it. It reminds me a lot of. Uh, Oh, uh, the turtles uh, shows yeah, the flower. I can't remember what the what they what they call it, but the, yeah, their things. Ringo's All Star Band. You know, you got right, you bring right. all these great hits together, and they just keep coming out with the song. Now, do you oh. sing the Survivor stuff in there? Oh yeah, uh, we do. Eye of the Ti- we close the show with Eye of the Tiger. It's yeah. our own <laughs> version with the brass. Bah, bah, bah. It's very very powerful. And I sit down at the piano. We do the searches over. Uh, we do. I can't hold back. Uh, yeah, we pull from that. We do, um, you know, 38, 38 special. Yep. We do. Sammy Hager. I mean, and then we do new stuff from our more recent albums that, man, you know, gets really good response also. Yeah, that's great. And and uh, it must be quite a, a sight to see all these people with, you know, huge smiles on their faces because of the memories you're bringing back to everybody. That's what it's all about, really. You know, we have a huge fan base, but we make new fans, I think, every show. Yeah. But, you know, and, and of course... The old old folks like our age bring their grandchildren and children, you yeah. know, yeah. and we're always, you know, hopefully creating new fans. Yeah. What would you have been if you hadn't been a musician? Probably a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I had no other options. I never had a job. I never even had a paper route. My mother, uh, well, my dad was a musician. <clears throat> I mean, by day he adjusted relays at uh, automatic electric uh, telephone. But he was really a weekend warrior. He had a band called the Hi-Hatters. They had the stands with the hi-hats yep. on them. And he played saxophone, just a great sax player. I mean, in, in a real world, he would have been a professional musician. But yeah. he grew up in the Depression, and, and he took a different route. But he was very influential in my life. And uh, he had a 57 Chrysler with a huge trunk, and he used to take – the Ides, what we were called the Chandels at the time, to different jobs. Yeah. They weren't gigs at the time, they were jobs. <laughs> and uh, we'd put the magnetone amps and stuff in the back, and this giant Chrysler would go to the show. Hmm. Yeah. Now imagine if you hadn't done, if, if you hadn't written those songs, you never would have been on the stage with the cheerleaders back then and, and, <laughs> and, and all of this. But, you know, Jim, uh, you know, people should be keeping an eye out for your concerts because it sounds like an amazing concert. Is there a place, a website, a socials where people can check out your, your yeah, information? The, the eyesofmarch.com and jimpeterick.com. 
Okay. Uh, that would be the best place. The Got to put the T-H-E, theheinzermarch.com mm-hmm. and jimpeter.com. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty active. I have a guy named Paul Brown who does all my sh- social media, and uh, he keeps uh, the schedule really current, and you'll see all that. Yeah. All right. Well, Jim, I want to finish up with one final question. Yeah. And taking us away from your music for a, for a moment, but when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? What do you enjoy watching? Well, well, I, I'm an oldies freak, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go back and watch my favorite shows, like the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, classic. And he falls over the ottoman every other show, and the other one, he goes around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just an oldies guy, yeah. you know? I, I don't have any particular favorites now. I mean, I do watch TV. Yeah, yeah. It's usually like, you know, news, not news, but news programs that, um, you know, cover the whole world situation. And I keep up to date. Mm-hmm. But as far as relaxation, it's usually things like that, you know, that I watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with me. I, 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 I can, you know, I can, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jim, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. And it's a thrill to have you on the show. I've loved your music and I thank you so much for all the music that you've given us. And thank you for joining us. Thanks, Brian. Um, you, it was a great interview. And all I got to say is it's the, you got the, I am a tiger and the threat of the fight. Yeah, Brian. And a big shout out going to Jim Peterick for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. So much fun talking with him. And it's, it's just incredible the catalog of music that he gave us. He's given us so many songs and it just keeps on coming. And I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we are heading into another episode of On Screen and Beyond very shortly, so uh, hope you'll get ready for that. And if you are interested in uh, getting in on the fun of the On Screen and Beyond crossword puzzle contest, where you can win yourself an On Screen and Beyond embroidered hat. Now, this is a nice hat. It's not just a cheap, cheap hat. It's a good one. Or if you want a mug, your choice, which one you want. And uh, that's uh, going through April. Um, And you can go to onscreenandbeyond.com for all the information, all the rules, and uh, the uh, actual crossword puzzle with the questions. Click on it, download it. You can print it out, fill it out, take a picture of it, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Or if you want, you can just turn around, write the answers down uh, in, you know, you'll put what it is, which which uh, question it is and everything, and uh, just write those answers out as they would appear in the crossword puzzle, and send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and uh, that's just another way you can do it. So uh, we will be turning around, taking all the correct answers, and have a drawing for the winner. So uh, like I say, go to onscreenandbeyond.com where you can get all the information as far as the rules and everything. And I think that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>